Hey, Sandra. Hey, Sam. What's up? Uh, this week, my shit is... I was kind of in a bad mood on Friday. I don't even know why. I think it was just, like, the end of the work week, and I was just, like, over it, and I'm ready for the fucking weekend. But, yeah, so that kind of sucked. But now, I'm really happy I had a really good weekend. It was my sister's birthday, so we were celebrating that. And I've had a really good music weekend. Like, I've listened to a lot of music that just uplifted me and made me feel really good. So I'm really happy about that. What about you? Mm, well, honestly, I had a pretty bad week. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I just had a lot of ba- I had a bad week because of some family stuff, mm-hmm. dealing with like immigration matters, and then trying to like fix that. No, not fix that with them, but just help them get some resources, and then just like some other personal stuff that like kind of blew up this weekend in particular. So. It's been kind of rough, but my giggle would have to be that I started RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars this week because that definitely uplifted me when I was having a really bad mood. Aww. So that is my definite giggle that this, like one of my favorite shows basically has like started up again. Yes. So I'm excited and I'm excited to talk about it this week because... It just came out on Thursday, and now we're going to spill all the tea and have fun with this yes. with this topic and just, like, this first episode of the new season of All Stars. Yeah, I'm really, <laughs> really happy about this episode. Like, we've been talking about this since, like, we started the pod, but we were waiting for, you know, it to actually come back so we could actually do an episode on it. But, yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race is definitely something that we both love. And ah, this is just, it's going to be a good episode. I'm so hyped for this. We're ready. We're here. Hope y'all are here and queer for it too. Woo. Okay. So what song did you bring this week? Okay. So I was looking through my music and because I wanted to choose a queer artist since we're doing a drag race episode. I have a lot of queer artists. <laughs> That's what I was noticing. I have like, Which is good. Yeah. I have like Tanache, Frank Ocean, Twin Kids, Wills. Um, on YouTube, I have like Brockhampton, K- Haley Kiyoko. Uh, there's just so many out there right now, and I'm so happy that they're doing music, doing all this incredible work. And uh, so this, the artist slash song that I wanted to feature right now is Woes v. Woes by Wills. Wills is a queer person, queer artist from New York City. And I just chose this song because it has a powerful, like, oomph. That makes you really like feel confident and fierce and that's what i really associate drag with and so i feel like this song would be a really good runway song and so i don't know i just really really love it and i'm really happy to share this song with y'all i heard it last spring i believe and it just like i don't know hyped me up until the end of summer basically so yeah here is woes v woes by wills hope y'all enjoy Ooh, i'm excited okay let's go You're gonna make me turn back, 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 way back to the 
guarantee that you notice me. You don't walk on my soul for me. You wanna make me turn back, 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 way back to the cornerstone. Guarantee that you notice me. You don't walk on my soul for me. Yeah, you got me like Rosie. Yeah, you got me like Rosie. It was only one me you could know, and this is my only me. Yeah, you got me like Rosie. Yeah, you got me like Rosie. There was only one me you could know, and this is my only me. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be so honest. I haven't heard a song like this in a minute. Right. Like, I haven't heard a sound like this in I don't really know how long. Yeah. It's so... It is very fierce, definitely, how you were describing it. Mm-hmm. And I, f- I think of drumming a lot. Yeah. When I think of this song. Like, I just think of, like, the intensity of, like, percussion. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, like, very... So in K-pop, <laughs> <laughs> there okay, I know in K-pop, uh, for a big chunk of time, SM, which is a recording company, and like SM artists, they would have music videos in these like white or black mm-hmm. sets, and it was just like hyper like l- like lighting, and it's super white and everything, and it kind of made me think of those sets. Yeah, and it's like them just dancing and looking at the camera in a box oh okay okay <laughs> and yeah. i don't it just like gave me those vibes for some reason of like oh my god they're in a box set. <laughs> so, <laughs> but not in a bad way it's just kind of that was like a throwback for me <laughs> but i That's really cool, like the song and it i can definitely see what you mean by like a runway the fierceness yeah. and the intensity and it's a really I like I said I haven't heard of artists like this in a while so I'm actually really excited to jump into their discography. Yes, they have uh, an EP out and they also have like a few singles. They have a song called Weeps where they go more emotional and they just talk about how they just want to boo to be there for them when they weep. And it's just it's so uh so queer <laughs> and so cute and just uh I feel like this song really encapsulates the I'm from New York City. Fuck you vibe like that's just what Ooh, i think yeah, yeah like i'm walking here yeah. like <laughs> yeah. i'm walking here like i'm walking here. yeah <laughs> like you slam on a taxi like <laughs> but yeah yep. and then wills is very anti-instagram he has a uh, twitter and he was just like this is uh, this is it this is all the social media you're gonna get from me and he tweets like every two months so like he is just i respect that yeah yeah he's just <laughs> hella low-key and i love him and uh if he ever tours i'm gonna be there I don't know if you will. He's very, very low-key like that. Oh, man. Well, there's so many queer vibes already, <laughs> yeah. and I'm excited. Yes, this is good. All right, so... Yes. What... I don't know, like, what kind of exposure did you have to drag outside of, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race? Did you go to shows ever? I... Do you... Okay, so Sam and I went to the same high school, and we went to high school on the border of West Hollywood, yeah. which is, like, one of the gay hubs in the united states it's like the castro yeah the neighborhood <laughs> it's like the castro and then it's like weho like mm-hmm. it, and it's a it's super queer and it's it's cool because our high school was super adjacent to it i remember that our school would have drag queen baseball games oh and do yes. you remember that yeah i remember that yeah like one of our one of my teachers, Mr. Ishii, like played uh, baseball at, for like the Fairfax teachers team against uh, the WeHo like drag queens. I don't know. They were like a cheerleading troop. I don't even know what they were, yeah. but they were just like 
drag queens that played baseball with our uh, with our teacher wow, which is that's cool. very like crazy like thinking about it nowadays like how progressive that yeah. is <laughs> like what the fuck well and we also went to a <clears throat> sorry well we also went to a high school that was like in west hollywood mm-hmm. we had i had a lot of queer openly queer teachers mm-hmm. and which is re- i'm really grateful for that like really thinking about it nowadays like we had like a very fortunate uh high school experience i think at least for queer students i mean it's definitely a lot better than what i imagine in a lot of other places because i know that there was also a lot of like gender non-conforming folks and like Mm -hmm. uh like trans identified folks like in our class and i knew people too so it's kind of interesting that we were really exposed to that in high school and then also there was just so many people that were just like down for like queer rights and there was just like a lot of queer people in general (laughs) in our high school that's like my first experiences with drag i think Mm -hmm. And then in high school, I mean in high school, and then in college, I like definitely got into it like my freshman year. Uh, UCSB actually has a very, very, very active drag community. Like there are so many students that I like went to school with that did drag. And then we have student drag shows and the person that basically set up the foundation for drag to really be flourishing at UC Santa Barbara and Santa Barbara in general was this queen named Avery Daniels. Mm And there's just so many shows and like people like RuPaul drag RuPaul Drag Race drag queens uh, have been to our shows. Like I've seen Raja. Nice. Who else have I seen? Um, I couldn't go to this show, but it was like Shea Coulee. Um, damn, I'm like blanking. <laughs> <laughs> Who else came? I've seen Courtney Act. I've seen Bianca Del Rio. The I've had a lot of fun with RuPaul's Drag Race, and I've been following it for years now, and. I love it every year. I'm just, it's such an amazing show. It is. Like, uh, what about you? Okay, so, well, I mean, I guess technically in high school, I did have the exposure to the queer community, but I didn't really, like, delve into it, I guess. In college, I definitely did. My second year, when my friends started doing drag, like, they did drag low-key, but, like, they started actually doing shows at college campuses. And then very recently, they, they are one of the queens in San Diego now. So shout out to Friday. They're like putting on shows on Fridays. Like <laughs> Shout out to Mercury because I have a friend also that started drag and their name is Mercury and they're also in San Diego. Hey, cool. I'm so excited. I'm going to San Diego the first weekend of February, actually. And maybe Friday we'll have a show. Maybe I'll, he- I'll ask them about Mercury, see if they know about them. And yeah, I, I met like... I know. I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I met local drag queens like Sienna Desire, Barbecue, which is a really funny name. It's like Barbie in a cube. And <laughs> I met um, Michelada. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, I love that. Uh, I, I met quite a few drag queens and it was just like a lot of fun seeing them do their thing and just hype up the crowd and just be there to, for good laughs, good vibes, and just trash talk ooh, people too because like they got that authority to do that. <laughs> Uh, I know. I've also... I, I remember a drag queen at a show at UCSB, like, made a comment about a recent uh, date rape that happened at one of the fraternities that got shut down, and they talked fucking shit, and everyone was just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was, like, insane. And also... I remember I've been to a drag shows. I went to a drag show in San Francisco with an ex, actually. And I remember thinking like, oh, my God, like this is going to 
my ex is gonna be like oh there's too many queers here <laughs> you know i don't know yeah like, he was like a straight dude i don't know but i remember they fucking loved it and it was a sharon needles like oh, goth yeah glam goth like event and it was like people with like spikes everywhere <laughs> and it was like lit as fuck it was i remember it was like so fun and it was like in the so in yeah in soma nice e- i've also seen drag queens in korea i went and saw a drag show in south korea and unfortunately i didn't i didn't know any of their names because the whole show was in <laughs> korean but i remember it was amazing amazing and i got my friend into drag uh and she my friend from korea well she wasn't from korea but in korea i met her mm-hmm. she was actually norwegian yeah she was like super into drag and she ended up meeting like all these drag queens meeting kimchi and Ooh, trixie what? and Amanda. she ended up meeting also amanda lapore and my friend is like super into drag now and i got Aww. her into drag and i uh <laughs> take credit yes that's so. good so um mm-hmm. in san diego there's actually like a, a, a club that does like drag shows every friday i mean there's various but there's one that on Sundays they bring in a former queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. And I still get the texts from them because I haven't like dis- like um, unsubscribed from their service. Because I'm just like, what if I do go to San Diego on a weekend? You know, I'm going to want the free text or like the free cover before midnight text, you know. And so um, mm-hmm. they've had like James Mansfield, <laughs> um, Laganja, Gia Gunn, and just like all these like queens. that I'm just like, ugh, I wish I was in San Diego right now. Like, not even necessarily just, like, to see Laganja. But for Gia Gun, I would definitely be there. Like, I would absolutely be there for Gia Gun. We want to talk a bit about history, revolving queer history, I guess, here in the United States. And how, you know, if you watch season 9 of RuPaul's Drag Race, the the woke 2.0 queen, Sasha Velour, was always talking about how drag queens are the storytellers or preservers of queer history. But we actually want to go ahead and talk about you know queer history and how queer history. yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> actually queer history but um we before we start this we want to go ahead and do a, a disclaimer and um an understanding of sorts so uh some of the terms that were used back in the latter half of the 20th century are no longer terms that people like to use now so a lot of these terms are going to be if you want to put the term on it uh, outdated sure but they're just they were revel- mm-hmm. relevant at the time they're not so relevant now also, being a drag yeah. queen does not mean you're trans. It, it can, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Also, it doesn't. Mean, it yeah. doesn't even. It doesn't even mean that you need to be a male doing drag. There are well, they they used to be called faux queens, but now they're called hyper queens. Mm-hmm. So it's like women doing drag, dressing up in like the drag style of just like hyper exaggeration of feminine features. Mm-hmm. And also, there's drag kings. Like yeah, <laughs> there are women that dress up as men mm-hmm. as well. I saw a drag king who did a pitbull performance, which is genius. <laughs> what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. I love pitbull. It is genius. But anyways, back to the history. Back to the history. Here in the United States, we really got to thank uh, trans women, particularly trans black women, specifically Marsha P. Johnson, because Marsha, as we all, well, folks who know about the Stonewall riots will know that Marsha helped resist police brutality. And also helped start the Gay Liberation Front and STAR, STAR, which stands for Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries. And so mm-hmm. STAR, STAR was really about queer, trans, and gender nonconforming 
folk, particularly the youth. And so a lot of queer history is rooted in the work that trans women did. So if we're ever going to be thankful for, you know, marriage equality or like all these other things, we got to thank trans women for standing up to police brutality. Know that queer history came from a riot. Don't think it came from like peaceful civil activism and civil disobedience. Like, no, nah, this literally came from oh, yeah. riots. Like they fought the police and yeah. were arrested. No, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I think a lot of queerness is and trans and just like what is manifested from drag is like super ignored in the Mm -hmm. mainstream like in was it the 60s 70s 80s like club kids and then drag um like dynasties and families basically created house and and voguing and madonna Mm -hmm. like biting off of vogue yeah and I mean, Madonna, I, I feel like she does nod that it's, like, coming from, like, drag, but also who made it really big, her. Yeah. But also just, like, even nowadays, like, Miley Cyrus inviting drag queens to the VMAs and mm-hmm. a or lot of show, uh, um, the queer culture. Show. Have you heard of the lip sync mm-hmm. show? Yeah, like, it's just a thing now for people to go up yeah. the stage and lip sync. Like, celebrities do it. I think Zendaya did it. And, and like, and then like dress up and like be exaggerated, mm-hmm. and I, I I feel like people never acknowledge that it comes from drag or that it came from like black and brown queer com- like communities mm-hmm. and safe spaces like the uh, the cl- drag queer clubs are like super safe spaces, which I think is also very reminiscent of like Pulse, right? Yes, where the h- valuing these spaces so much mm-hmm. as. The only places where you can be free, live your best self, and be so sure that you will not be harmed by society or by anything violent. And for something to happen like that at Pulse really does kind of go to show that it's not always safe, either from external forces or internal forces. I think there's so many things that drag really does pull out of like society that we kind of ignore just it really shows like the most beautiful aspects and a lot of the most terrible aspects mm-hmm. i think no yeah and then drag is also that. so political yeah it, it i mean gender itself is very political and like it's rooted in the the binary so the fact that there are folks who are willing to disrupt the binary and talk about how they're gender non-conforming or how they want to over exaggerate the features of another gender just like talk about like I don't know, so many different aspects to it that it just shows you how political gender in in and of itself it is, but how drag ups that even more is just like, all right, well, y'all want to be political, but ignore the political aspect to it. Nah, I'm not here for that. Like, I'm going to show y'all strictly how political this is and how mind-boggling it is, like, for y'all normies or whatever, like, people who aren't used to this. Like, this is so, oh my God, it's so out there. Like, no. It's literal clothes it's really and not. makeup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it's like, this is Friday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, I sing in the shower. Like, <laughs> and let me just put on, yeah. like, padding and makeup, and I'm out there. Like, you know, it's just things that people do. But, like, the fact that it's seen as so strange and out of the ordinary is that it's the reason that people do it and that they want to, like, normalize it and be out there and be recognized for the talent that goes into it as well because it's it's a performance it's a coping mechanism for some folks and i will give credit to sasha it is a way of telling history if you're going to be the historical dragon (laughs) 
But it's also... I know. Like, yeah, like... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I have, like, opinions about Sasha, but okay. No, yeah, like, I mean, are you really gonna, like, dress up as, like, I don't know, some, like, historian and, like, go up there and tell queer history? Like, you can, because that's your drag shtick, but it's not everyone's, you know? Most people would rather just be, fuck you, you're fucking trash, man. Like, <laughs> I love how the drag queens <laughs> just trash men. <laughs> Well, I mean, so, yeah, they so, do. Some I women mean... too, like, <laughs> like the annoying straight girls. Well, there's so many. Like me. Stop. Whatever. Okay. Hey, my my partner loved it. So whatever. I'm changing the mindset of many people already. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's good. But I mean, something also really that also kind of shows how drag is still even a historical drag is still in our present life and influencing artist is frank ocean's birthday party which was depicting paris's burning yes and it, that was the theme of the party which is a documentary about basically like uh, club kids and just like the drag scene mm. in new york which was mostly poor queer trans mostly poc and like just like what was happening in 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 these like drag dynasties and how they became a source of stability a source of family mm-hmm. when society was not accepting them in any way and i think it's like really amazing that frank ocean who's like openly queer mm-hmm. is also kind of bringing this history into our consciousness yeah. especially cuz this documentary i think came out in the 90s yeah and it, so I it's think not it's recent done as like a as like a a film school project or something like it was done like as an academic really? project like an ethnographic study and then it came out and wow it, it, it like it depicted so much and then like with the aids epidemic going on also it was just a way of like preserving that history that some folks just couldn't share anymore because they weren't around and so i think it was very yeah, they were done yeah it was very valuable just to see this like i didn't see it until last year actually and when i saw it i was just shook because it was just like wow one, a lot of the terms that queer people use <laughs> are still, like, from back then, like, reading and shade. Yes! <laughs> and um, I highly recommend y'all to watch this and highly recommend y'all to acknowledge that a lot of the word choices and, like, mannerisms and certain characteristics that people like to associate with queerness are coming directly from queer black and brown folks who were in New York City at the time. And so this is, like, yeah. history and, like, culture that was cultivated by black and brown folks so know it no paris is burning and ah just watch it it's so beautiful and the whole ball culture i think is just astounding yeah it's just whew. it's crazy it's, it's so complex like yeah <laughs> i love it just because like they put in so much work mm-hmm. on their outfits and then they just go and like show down and, and just, these are like, people that hand make their outfits yeah like it shows the craft it shows the versatility and choice and just the the passion that they have for it because they were really thinking about this for weeks months ahead of the time it's just like the ball was something that they looked forward to because it was their chance to like stunt on others yeah. but also be themselves you know like it was beautiful and yeah uh shout out to frankfurt like bringing that back yeah, I think, like, events like balls and clubs were created by, like, queer folks as the only means of being able to sustain themselves because, like, who hires... I mean, there's still laws, I think, in, like, more than 20 states that allow you to discriminate against, like, queer 
and trans identified people so people were self-sustaining themselves and it was something that was super obscure i mean like the village in new york and a lot of these like gayborhoods or whatever communities were not were avoided completely like it's like that's where all the freaks are at right yeah it's so interesting that now drag is so mainstream and now they're on the vma stages and now a bunch of pop stars want to have a drag queens in their music videos and now drag queens are pop stars yeah and i mean you can really thank only one person for that i I mean i don't want to say you can only thank one person Mm -hmm. but one person in particular definitely put drag on the map so i mean who is that (laughs) it's it's rue like it's rupaul but rupaul attributes that to (laughs) to marcia also (laughs) Like, Rue has said that... No, I mean, obviously... (laughs) Rue has said... I mean, obviously, like... Yeah, no, that is, like, obviously no questioning about it. But the person that was, like, the first, like, drag queen to do a... was a national marketing campaign for MAG. Like, Mm. Rue... Rue was such a different queen, at least in New York, compared to Club Kids. Mm -hmm. She was super glam, like, the Glamazon. Like, she was, like... She's basically, (laughs) like, seven feet tall in heels. Yeah. She... Really changed drag in a in a interesting way because drag was all about being messy. At least in in club kids, it's all about embodying your messiness yes. as crazy as you can. But Rue was like, no, I'm like refined. <laughs> but Rue, I mean Rue, really like I don't know. She marketed herself for the mainstream, and whether or not that's good or bad, I mean that's up for you to decide but she like made drag palatable i don't really know how she did it honestly but she has provided basically an economy for drag which i mean some people can say is amazing and a lot of people can also say that it has ruined drag (laughs) (laughs) it fucked up drag (laughs) but yeah it was interesting to see rue come up from like to wong fu like it, that movie came out in 95 and just seeing her on it and seeing how relevant she still is 23 now years later it's just so interesting to see that she was able to like stand the test of time and be so relevant and just put other people on the the, the map too it was just like you know there are drag superstars out there now and just knowing that they attribute their fame to rue is just in, incredible and intense and I don't know, this is where we like zero in our conversation on like the the show itself on drag race. And so, you know, like you said, it, it's the, the palatable formula for drag. It's like what the mainstream will accept for drag because, you know, they're not doing like the, the club, ki- club kid scenes or as much or, or anything like they do have like club kid challenges, but they're not like. You know, you're going to be super goth today or, like, super extravagant. Like, you know, it's just, like, it's very refined, very fish, very glam. And just, like, it's a it's a specific model of drag. And Which is so, Rue's, Rue's brand of drag. Yeah. Basically. It definitely is. But I think that, like, pushes the other forms of drag to, like, exist in the background. But I think it also yeah. pushes people to those like to your local drag shows to go see these local queens more than like the queens on drag race necessarily i mean Um, it definitely i think mm -hmm. goes to show how many types of drag there is i mean there's like the pageant queens there's club queens like was it vivacious and there's also (laughs) I, i remember when oh sorry this gets me so mad they have a club kid challenge and talking about how amazing 
club kids are and it's like they kick yeah. off vivacious episode one because that's too old school and now drag is like yeah. changed from that and it, it kind of makes me upset that there's so many things in drag race that people were always talking shit about like when yeah. like uh, when milk wore a beard on stage or when she dressed up as rue or all these other things and then they end up doing it the previous season no sorry they end the up doing season. it the next yeah. season and like a beard challenge because having facial hair is like in now in drag like they definitely mm-hmm. they create trends drag race definitely creates trends and creates like yeah. new makeup looks and everything but they also like really do rely on like the current makeup trends and the current like pop culture <laughs> and what is like hot in like the drag community which is cool but it really narrows it in and it can really i think stifle a lot of queens that have very interesting and amazing styles and i think it also it can c- congratulate one queen and then push aside another queen and then it can be really problematic i think at times yeah. like Ka- like Katya is like someone that is like very open about their drug addictions and their depression yeah. and everything but then when Nina was like very open about her depression and how she feels really down on herself and mm. when Nina calls out like bullshit and racism people are just like oh you're too much like you're too negative blah 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 yeah. blah blah but like when Katya does it, it's like oh my god yes queen like you're so amazing yeah. for talking about all these things and it's like yo Drag race Double is very standards. racialized. Yes. No, I think it is super racialized. Like, and I think sometimes it really does gloss over the fact that like there are queens who are coming in from multiple places. Like, there's the Puerto Rican queens, and then there's mm. the just like queens coming from New York, and then there's other queens coming from the South where like they're they go to the one drag bar in the whole fucking yeah. state or some shit. And I feel like sometimes they just don't really touch upon it or they like mock it or mm-hmm. they gloss it, over it, it very much. Yeah. Like they kind of like Chi Chi in season, That's exactly, what yeah. was it, season season eight. Like she was basically trying to be a gang member and she was doing all this and they like kind of just gloss over the fact they make I don't want to say they make fun of her, but they keep shitting on her for not having refined drag. And it's like, girl, like why do you think she came in with yeah why do you think she came in in a trash bag the first like a dress she made out of trash bags in the first episode she obviously has more talent than all these people here because she's still able to make it on a dime but they just like don't talk about like why is chi chi having so much difficulty with drag versus i don't fucking know courtney act i mean they're not on the same season but courtney act had she had like some amazingly extravagant outfits Like, crazy outfits. And people were just like, yes, amazing, poetic, beautiful. But it's like, yeah, because she's super... First of all, she's super established and she's been doing it for years. But also, Mm. I don't know, she's like the the fish that everyone wants. And she's white. Like, let's face it, she's white. She's Australian. She's like Australian, so she's exotic. But she's still, like, white. So (laughs) it's... I don't know. Sometimes RuPaul's Drag Race, like, annoys me. Or, like, when... Okay, so I know a lot of people don't like Valentina anymore, but... Something that really bothered me about when they were depicting Valentina was, like, when she was talking about, like, La Virgen. And Latinos mm-hmm. Who Lunch had an episode talking about this. Played, like, this, like, like, cucaracha type of music and mocking her for, like, talking about how she, like, wants to honor La Virgen and all that shit. And I was like, like, okay, like, what? Sometimes they just, like, 
go and do things that you know are so questionable. Oh, oh also, like, when they had to do the village people and they gave... Um, oh, Alexis Michelle. Oh, my God. Yeah, when they gave Alexis Michelle like the native american look like this is something that has been talked about i mean drag race is obviously very into trends right into pop culture they know they had another village person the the military person and they didn't assign that to them i was just like very irritated with like how tone deaf i feel like drag race pretends to be because i (laughs) i'm i just know that they're not and it annoys me sorry sometimes i just feel like it's not there yet or like they choose to pretend that they're not there yet i feel you on that like i have a couple of thoughts so like one like i'll talk about the good trends that i've noticed or well the the things they pay attention to in pop culture so like when highlight different kinds of makeup were very in i mean they still are you know we have pheromone who like Mm. her brand is highlight like (laughs) she is all about highlight and so she was the queen on season nine and like seeing her come in and just like having this like metallic exterior or whatever and it's just like they know highlight is popping right now like it's just such a big thing in makeup and similarly when naomi smalls did the the graphic individual eyelashes that became a thing amongst like drag queens also so i feel like drag race definitely inspires different kinds of drag but i think it it homogenizes it a lot of the time and it's just like this is like one kind of drag one of the things that I feel like they've been called out on and they're trying to do better. And this is part of the reason I haven't watched the earlier seasons of Drag Race. Back in like season six, I believe, they still did the, like, you've got she-male bit. Rue would come in. And that's so fucking problematic. Times are different, I guess, you know, five or six years ago. And it wasn't... That's why they don't do it anymore. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. But like, it wasn't seen as problematic. But yeah, it, it was a, a trans queen that called that out. It was uh, Carmen Carrera. I think after she transitioned, uh, she was like, that's fucked up. Like, what are you using a slur in your show and like using it to be this like quirky thing for your reality show? And yeah, I mean, times are definitely changing within like RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. world and drag itself. Yeah, I feel like after Carmen called it out, it wasn't used anymore, obviously, but it's just like, you know, these are things that they should, I don't know, I feel like they should at least have like a, what's that called? A, like a focus group? Like, yeah, a focus group. There you go. It's for like feedback and they should like have queer and trans folks in there to tell them yeah. like, hey, you shouldn't put this part in or you should like do this and this. And it's just, I don't know. I think it's just showing that like since it's for the mainstream, they're going to try to use terms that like the mainstream will know and we'll be like haha that is so funny like oh wow i'm really into this show i am really into voguing right now like yeah there's little things like that that'll get the attention of the main audience which is what they're after i mean it is a reality show you know they just want as many viewers which is why they switched to vh1 you know the bigger network bigger budget i know when they moved from logo to vh1 too that was like yo I was, like, worried yeah. for Logo. Like, is Logo going to die? Like, yeah. Ru- Drag Race <laughs> was, like, know. what made them money. Like, that was the yeah. that was the only reason you'd be on Logo. <laughs> Low-key. Yeah. High-key. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, it just shows that they're in it for the money a lot of the time. And then, I don't know, I feel like we should definitely do a, a shout-out to the queens who have been, like, calling this stuff out and who are the non-binary and trans folks doing drag yeah yeah, yeah. the the queens that are the drag is an the, art that are very open about their identity like also the the queens that are openly hiv positive 
the mm -hmm. queens that are open about like eating disorders and mental illness the queens that are open about them being imprisoned them yeah. having addictions and definitely yeah trans non-binary queens obviously yeah so like so, i mean there, there are a lot of, of amazing people yeah they i don't know i think they they do a good job of choosing people with like the interesting backgrounds and like definitely focusing in on like different aspects of you know the intersectionality like these are folks who like you said are drag queens but also suffer with mental illnesses or like we're struggling to make rent or like we're making dresses out of trash bags just because that's all they had for them or because they had to do it on the dl because if not then their lives would be threatened by like the heads around them drag for them is a defense mechanism a coping mechanism and just a way of like survival a lot of the time and i think drag race does a good job of showcasing that but at the same time glossing over all their stories rupaul's drag race is literally a bucket in the drag world though yeah definitely as as big as it is like check out your local drag queens dude like if you don't know your local drag queens then like you don't care about drag like you're actually not invested in drag if you don't yeah. really know the drag queens in your area like if you only knew rupaul's drag race queens then, bitch, you don't know anything about drag. Like, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, y'all should be, so, if you're interested in drag, go out, go to your gayborhood, go to a local club that does shows. Go to the support the Latinx ones, too, even though they're fucking problematic, too. But just go, go <laughs> yeah. out, go support them in any way you can, because these are people who are performing art and just trying to make ends meet, and we don't know their stories or their hardships a lot of the time, and we gotta work for them. Ooh, you know another drag, or actually two drag queens that you can also support? Oh, Tierniti uh, <laughs> and Nadia, who are doing the art show on uh, YouTube and Facebook called Desnudas. And yeah. they're Salvadoran drag queens, and they're hilarious, and they just dropped another episode. And Ooh. I love them, and they followed us on Instagram, and yeah, yeah I basically like love them. They're so funny. Okay, so let's talk about the reason we're doing this episode now. Um, I now know, that right? Given y'all, <laughs> like we've given y'all a good history. I feel of one queer history and queer movements in the U.S. and drag specifically, and drag race as a as a whole. So now let's talk about All Star season three. Do -do -do -do. So what is All Yay! Stars? Andrew? Episode one. Woo -woo. Well, All Stars is basically a spinoff of the actual RuPaul's Drag Race show. So mm. it's basically the queens that did not win in previous seasons. And uh, Drag Race in general is, they call it the Olympics of drag. They, it's a reality show where drag queens from all over the country, they basically do challenges sewing or acting, singing, dancing, basically everything. And the number one who makes it all the way to the end is the next drag superstar. So there's already been nine uh, official seasons, like of just the RuPaul's Drag Race show. But and then there are now the third All Stars, which is drag queens from previous seasons coming back and fighting to become a drag superstar, basically. So this is season three. We're going to talk about their work entrance looks and basically our predictions of like who we want to win, who are our favorites, and yeah. So yes. first queen to walk into the You Better Work room is Trixie Mattel. Tracy Martell, yes. <laughs> yes! Oh, honey. Oh, honey. I love her. <laughs> 
It took me a while to love her. <sighs> but I love her. She's still problematic. Okay, I, I, <laughs> I, I, okay, I loved her. But yeah, I loved her the season she came on because, I don't know, I felt like she was an underdog. And I think she really did definitely not do herself justice. Mm-hmm. As, seeing her now on Trixie and Katya, RIP the YouTube show, but now as the Viceland show. <laughs> yeah. Do, uh, well, she okay, is so hilarious. I was going to ask, how do you feel about the Viceland show versus the YouTube show? <laughs> Just because I feel like... I, I like, like the YouTube, YouTube show more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the editing but, is like yes. too much. It's, it's different. But yes, Trixie Mattel, for y'all who don't know, is an IRL Barbie. She will literally have the padding of a Barbie and like the makeup of one too. And just, she just looks like one. So just imagine a huge Barbie doll doing like cutesy Barbie things and like always in pink, always in gowns and just always always blonde. Cute. Yeah, always blonde. And like for her to wear black is like her going out of the box. Like it's just a big deal. Being a goth. (laughs) Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Trixie has changed recently though like she's lost mm-hmm. weight yes. she's doing this whole country music thing because she's from Wisconsin I would say yes and she like grew up like adjacent to farms and stuff so now she's doing this like country persona so she's wearing a lot more like I guess country like Dolly Parton inspired yeah. pieces and she I released like a really great genuinely amazing album like a country music album which is so different from all these other drag queens that are doing like like i don't know pop and edm and all these things so for her to kind of go into this like very masculine very what you associate with like the south Mm. fucking country genre and her just being like actually amazing at it yeah it's like like, i think about being so insecure and gay and just like Mm -hmm. all these like high femme energies and just ah it's so she's like trendsetting and she's made herself a staple and i love it she she knew how to market herself really well. She definitely goes to show you that if you don't win RuPaul's Drivers, you can still be more famous than yeah. queens that may have won, and or just like queens that went further than her. Mm-hmm. But okay, so what about her entrance look though? I I loved it. I mean, I've seen it on the <laughs> show before, but I loved it. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, this is so cute. This is very like your 70s disco girl and just like what is it fun. though okay it's like a pink bodysuit with like flowers on it and she has roller skates on her hair is like puffy as fuck she has a lot of volume in it and she has these headphones in and she's just like your your skater girl and her padding <laughs> is so thick and her waist she, is she's tiny thick, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. she's, uh, she's thick now skinny legend but I loved mm-hmm. it. I yeah, just the fact I loved that she her went look in too. Without heels was just like genius on itself. I, <laughs> I know like, she wow. came in in fucking <laughs> wheels. <laughs> well, it kind of uh, it just goes to show how playful she is and like how she really doesn't care, which yeah. is great. And I think that's okay. good because like she doesn't need a win. All stars. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. Like, she, she doesn't need a win. Well, yeah, she's already proved herself to like yeah. that she's already making more money than a lot of these other people <laughs> like, <no offense. laughs> tutor boots andrew uh i definitely fucking toot that shit toot i toot okay <laughs> if you don't know what toot or boot is uh there is this other show on youtube hosted by raja and raven who are also drag queens that were on rupaul's drag race and they basically say if the outfit is like hot or not if they like the outfit of the queen they toot it if they don't like it they boot it 
So that is also what we're going to be doing because I love that show. And it's the only reason why I'm still on WoW's Presents <laughs> yeah. because they've migrated all their shows to WoW's Presents Plus and I don't want to pay for it. Ugh. Milk. <laughs> um, I love Milk, okay? <laughs> I, I love her so much. <laughs> she's just so... She's so smart. Like, she is just so... I, she is someone that lives within the non-binary, which is what I love. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, why a lot of people admire her because she is... I th- I'm going to be... S- I don't know. She is definitely one of the most creative queens I will that has ever that. been on the show. I think on her season, I don't like her her pretentiousness though because i feel like she knows how smart she is and how creative she is and so that's what like it she lets it get to her head that's what i don't like but i do think that she is talented and she knows how to like do really impressive and like edgy shit that will pay off for her yeah personality wise yes i don't really when i think of milk i don't really care about her personality i just think about her looks and like Mm -hmm. how she i guess in my opinion transcends her personality with her drag like her drag is genius i think it's so smart and she's fucking fine like not even gonna oh yeah like as as a dude as a queen (laughs) oh so she walks in though in the workroom with <laughs> this like helmet of hair, literally a helmet because <laughs> you see it from underneath. Yeah, and she's wearing like assless chaps, and <laughs> she's the seven foot queen that she is, and she's wearing I don't even know how to describe it, but I like the outfit a lot, and I like her helmet of hair. I just wish I couldn't see the helmet because like it just like ruins the illusion for you, you know? Yeah. And but I like I mean I like. But, I mean, I like the look in general, so I'm going to toot it. <laughs> I'm going to toot the outfit, but because it's milk, <laughs> I want to boot it. But I, I will toot it. But just because I feel mm-hmm. like you said it definitely accentuates the height a lot. And it's just very smart and different. And, like, I don't know. I feel like she's going to go milk a cow. Like, she looks like she's, like, <laughs> in, like, a European farm somewhere. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, this tall glass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tall glass of milk. Okay. Toot. Next we All have right. the Bayou Queen, Chichi Devane. <laughs> Our Southern Belle. I love her. Yeah, she's so amazing. I love her. Yeah, she's so talented and she's so. I think she is still someone, in my opinion, that hasn't fully realized her drag. Mm. Not to her own fault. I think. I think she is still kind of figuring herself out. And everyone is constantly comparing her to Kennedy Davenport, which is a plot line that is kind of mentioned in the first episode. Yeah. Which Trixie <laughs> is kind of fucked up about. Yeah. And I didn't like that. And says that. I don't like that either. But, I mean, she she's the queen that c- came in on her first episode in, like, the trash bag dress, which was made very well and everything. Mm-hmm. And she did it again. She, like, wore this, like, bodysuit with kind of, like, what looks like tulle but is actually made out of yellow trash bags <laughs> and another hat that she like made <laughs> a yellow hat that she made and she Aww. looked beautiful like that color on the yellow yes. color on her so is like popping on her skin tone and her hair is gray and her heels are super cute she's just like mm-hmm. she looks like a sunflower and she is spring. such a sweetheart uh, she is and she, i want i you see the talent in her and she is great but she's definitely someone that I still think is insecure about her drag, or at least is still trying to really figure out her like brand, because mm-hmm. of I don't know, like I mean, she, everyone's on their own journey, right? Yeah. 
but I'm gonna toot the look though. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna toot it also, just because I love Chi Chi. I think of her in the the red dress from season eight, the the dress with the pearls where she's like performing and like all of the pearls go falling. It's just like I want to see her do more and like live it up. She's she's gonna go far. She already has, and I know she's just gonna keep doing better. So I'm definitely gonna toot this look. So then comes in Ben Delacreme, <laughs> who apparently <laughs> fell off the face of the earth because that's what they yeah. say on the show. But I was also kind of like, really? I, I mean, I don't keep up with queens like that intensely to know that. Mm-hmm. But that was like the thing. Like Ben Delacreme like fell off the face of the earth and became like irrelevant after her season, which I I don't know. I really liked Ben, but I also know that uh, she was kind of like pretending to be like the nice girl but was also kind of like a bitch i don't know (laughs) yeah (laughs) and she takes on the and she's still taking this role on Mm -hmm. in in this season but i love her outfit that she came in in, and i like that it was like a little nod to uh, the last time we saw her because apparently we never saw her ever again (laughs) (laughs) and it's basically like this like really beautifully structured pink like mini dress with uh gold cheetah prints but like it's like huge cheetah print and it's beautiful and Dela is always padded super well like her body proportions are on point her mm. makeup is always really great her hair is really great and she is she's super talented like i really liked her and i think people like i think she's a very smart performer and she's super comedic and I mean, a lot of people don't like Jinx, but yeah, she she is like very similar to Jinx Monsoon, mm. in that she's just like a really theatrical performer. Yeah, I can see and they're that. Seattle queens, so she just has this like musical persona to her. I know that they call her <laughs> like a character, but that's literally what I see her as, and I think it it works for her so well. And like you said, she's very smart, very witty, and just like sharp tongued. But like you you think about it after you're like, wait, what? like did you just shade me like what it's very genius very i don't know very ben and just i'm a i'm a i'm a boot this look i'm sorry (laughs) wow i think it's okay it's not ugly in any way it's beautiful i don't know what you're talking about but whatever bye (laughs) i I wanted something more from ben (laughs) oh i mean i understand that like she it's super cute like it's not a bad look at all but it's definitely Mm. not like a showstopper so i understand that okay next one is Thorgy Thor. Ugh, sorry. <laughs> I love Thorgy, but I also hate Thorgy because she has dreadlocks and I'm kind of Yeah, like, that's why I don't like about Like <laughs> Thorgy, I'm just like, why do you have dreads? Because I, I think, really don't think... No, nope. yeah, I think she's like extremely talented as an artist and like I like that she plays violin and she's very multi-talented and her drag is really good. She's very comedic. I don't like that they're making her the the Bob antagonist. So Bob the Drag Queen was a, a queen who won season eight of the show. And on season eight, Thorgy and Bob clashed a lot just because they had very strong personalities that were heavily But also they're like friends. On, yeah, they're like really good friends. But they're, they're, both of their drags are really reliant on comedy. And so Thorgy felt that she couldn't shine as much because of Bob and like tri- attributed a lot of like her losses to her own failure yeah Mm -hmm. so i don't like that just because i'm just like yo thorgy have some accountability and like recognize that you may not have made the smartest moves all the time also now that it's like let me be objective about her look um (laughs) sorry i'm just like it looks like party city threw up on her (laughs) (laughs) go back to party city where you belong (laughs) bitch 
I think she just like was running through the dollar store on the way to the workroom. He, like mm-hmm. she grabbed anything she could get. <laughs> and just Here's the thing though, I like it though. Or she should, really? <laughs> I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. I like I like, I like the pants. I like, she looks like a clown. Like I like it. Yeah. I like the pants a lot. I will say that. Ooh, I, I love the pants. Good. Yeah. But the, the wig and the top, eh. the, I love the wig. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like she put a pom pom on her penny head. Way, pennywise. <laughs> you have Pennywise hair, so of course you love No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yes, I do have Pennywise hair. That's why I love it. Uh, <laughs> so I'm tooting it. I'm tooting the pants, booting the rest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next queen uh, we have is Morgan McMichaels. I'll be honest, I didn't know who Morgan was. <laughs> wow, it's because you haven't seen season yeah. two. I, I know she's the, like, so, go back and fix your mug. Like, <laughs> she's that from that dramatic scene. But Yeah, um, I mean, she's a fucking... She is known for her performances. She's, like, in west hollywood and i think like works every freaking night like she is intimidating like she is a queen that may not be known if you don't go far back in the seasons but at least within the rupaul's drag race circuit like she is one of the best she is considered at least performance wise one of the best Mm. and she is she's an og like she's been doing drag for a long time like uh she is just like a very performative artist and is like really good at it i i am like apathetic about her look (laughs) like i don't think it's bad but i don't think it's like amazing i like the dress and i like the jacket i think the hair is like a little weird yeah so i'm gonna boot it just because it didn't like stand out to me compared to the other queens yeah i i want i'm gonna boot it also i really like the the jacket i think she should have gone with like a high ponytail of sorts or like something that yeah. like show, showcased more of like her angles because she has a very angular face so oh yeah 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 i think she was kind of like hiding it under all that hair which i love the wig like i think she should have worn it with a different outfit maybe yeah like, yeah like i think all of these suit. elements look good yeah but not together <laughs> no yeah definitely i really love that jacket though that's what i really 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 like about the outfit but boots but yeah boot sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay then next is kennedy kennedy davenport how'd you feel about that look <laughs> i think it was very genius but maybe not executed fully as well as it could have been yeah i think i like i I saw what she was going for it Mm -hmm. i like a lot of it and i love the disco ball as like her accessory and i love a lot of things about it but i really don't think i don't know sometimes the kind of the little mirrors on her i don't know i don't like the color of the actual dress like the green i think Mm. it could have been better if maybe it was like a black i don't know there are things about it that I'm like, okay, I saw your vision, but yeah, like there, it could have been cleaned up a bit or it could have been done differently. All the mirrors on your face is like, kind of like, why? Like you show your face, like, you know, you can beat your face. Like, yeah. So I'm going to boot it <laughs> low key, but <laughs> I like a lot of, I like the wig. Like I like so many things about it, yeah. but I'm going to boot the actual ensemble. Yeah. Ensemble wise, I'm going to boot also. Damn, I feel like I'm booting a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking picky, all right? Yeah. So the next queen that we're going to talk about is Aja, who I fucking love. I love Aja so much. <laughs> I feel like she was so slept on in her season. But also, like, I really think that she sent herself home. Like, not yeah. even lying. Like, she she put herself in a situation where she was really questioning herself and then just, like, attacking other people. 
mm-hmm. and she sent herself home. And I mean, I she talks about how a lot of people really came for her look, and she think that she really felt insecure right after mm-hmm. the season like ended or during the season because people were like attacking her acne, just like attacking her entire just like physical appearance, like yeah. non drag related physical appearance. <laughs> Yeah, I had, um, when I went to SF back in April 2017, there was, like, a friend of a friend who was there, and they were like, so what about Aja? Like, do y'all think she's cute outside of drag? And I was honest. I was like, I think she is. Like, acne scars and everything. I was just like, I think she, she, she has a lot of qualities that make her really cute. And they clowned on me because they were just like, oh, wow, you have, like, terrible taste in guys. That's, like, what they said, essentially. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, I think she's cute. Like, that's what I feel. And, like, why are y'all attacking me when you asked for my opinion on this what you said is true she was definitely attacked for like things that you know she couldn't control and so i definitely feel like her makeup could have been a bit better and like oh yeah certain (laughs) i think she was rough like (laughs) yeah (laughs) now that she's an all-star but now she's all fucking good yeah she had like an anime awakening too (laughs) i know which i love (laughs) yeah she's like super animated like she has like was okay so her entrance look is like this super cute little two-piece outfit i think it's like leather or vinyl i can't really tell and this like little jacket with these like tight like these super cute heels and she comes in on the little scooter (laughs) and this like soft lime green wig that's like the it's just like a swoop to the side like (laughs) hard part yeah and She's so cute, and she just is, like, a bundle of energy, and yeah. I love Aja so much, and sh- she was, like, probably the best, I'm not even gonna lie, like, she probably had the best personality on season nine. Yeah. She she was, like, fuck it, like, I don't care, I'm from Brooklyn, like, I'm fucking Puerto Rican, like, I'm a, like, Latino man, like, I'm this and that, like, I love how, like, I don't give a fuck she is, mm-hmm. and I'm just so happy to see, like, her feeling more refined, and this episode for her is really great, too, so, I mean, I don't want to spoil at least that aspect of the episode, but her other outfit within the episode, I love, too, Yeah, and I love everything about her. <laughs> She's so cute, I'm gonna toot this look. Toot, yeah. Toot, toot. The, the last queen who came in a box, a <laughs> Tiffany box. <laughs> Shangela. I love Shangela. I think she has a wonderful personality, very energetic, and she is a professional now. Like, she really stepped yeah. her game up and, like, definitely knows how to, like, put on a show, put on everything she can do. And this look yeah, is she- very cute, too, and just, uh, it's just well put together. All the problems Shangela had in her two seasons that she was on Drag Race was that she was too new. Yeah. But now it's like like 10 years later or whatever. <laughs> you can't be saying shit like that anymore. And she has gotten better like yeah, she was rough like when she started, but now she's like has her outfits on fucking point, her hair is on point, this and that mm. at some point. And she always had the personality, she always had the performative aspect. She that's how how far she got because of her performances. Like yeah. that's why she became top 5 uh in her season 3. Mm-hmm. So even though people were like, oh, your looks aren't good, your makeup sucks, but she fucking still made it to the top five, which is a lot better than other queens. Yeah. So I am really looking forward to seeing her kind of be like, yeah, okay, now you all had this shit to talk. Now I'm fucking back better <laughs> than ever. And I'm going to toot the look because it's super I'm, fucking cute. 
I'm gonna toot it too. It's very, very cute. Those are the nine the queens. The tenth queen. <laughs> the tenth queen. Spoiler alert. I don't know if anyone cares or if anyone has seen it by now, but I'm gonna fucking say just spoiler alert because then people are gonna fucking get mad at us, I feel, right? I don't know. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about the tenth queen. So the tenth queen is is Vivi Sahara Bonet, the winner of the first season of Drag Race. And I don't know, if you don't go far enough, like, you're not going to see her. And I mean, Drag Race, first season was rough, man. That <laughs> editing was rough. Those queens were rough. Like, it was rough. And the prize was only, like, was it 20K? Yeah. And, I mean, people just, it's a completely different generation of drag now. Like, Drag Race has influenced so much. So, for her to be back, I mean, she is, like, an OG, and people really respect her. And she came in looking like fucking. <laughs> what did I just say? A fat Naomi Campbell. <laughs> 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 and, but I mean, she did look like a Naomi Naomi she Campbell. Like though. Naomi, she came in with this beautiful, yeah. with this beautiful red dress with like this like blue flowery pattern that had like a cape, and it was fucking exquisite. That shit looked like it was like a thousand plus dollar dress. It was amazing. Yeah. I love her her presence. I love that she is West African, so she has like the like I am francophone and I have an accent when I speak English, but this is who I am. She commands attention. She's a literal queen. Like, Cameroon. Yeah. yeah. She just like your eyes go to her. She she's regal. She demands it all and I love it. I love her so much. I want to go back and watch season 1 no matter how rough it is, but like just this episode alone made me like enthralled with like she has like a certain magic to her and then like spoiler alert the other queen said that she never had a rough moment on season one so i'm just like she's which just, is she's, crazy like, perfection embodied yeah Ugh. so i'm fucking i'm fucking shook toot. and i'm super toot. <laughs> but i mean i was super shook when she came in like when they were hyping up who the last queen was i genuinely i told you like i genuinely thought it was going to be raven because mm. i'm like who else would they overhype this much like but it wasn't raven so i don't know but i think people are definitely going to be like oh well she already went on the show blah blah, blah she already won i think yeah. even the queens are going to be saying that but like fans are definitely going to be talking shit so i mean what are your theories though like <laughs> this is like a all of these are fan favorites people love all of these queens yeah and these are like cream of the crop like these are the queens you should be afraid of i think like in terms of looks i'm gonna put shangela and bb up there and I'm going to follow up with maybe Aja or Kennedy. I feel hmm. like Kennedy can put hmm. out some good looks. But in terms of I mean, of sometimes like, she can't, but... Yeah. <laughs> but I think also, like, in terms of acting, that's where, like, Thor, G, and Trixie are really going to, like, kick it up and, like, bend Yeah, too. but Shangela too, dude. No, yeah. I'm just, like, there's so many key players here. But, like, who's going to take it or who's going to be top... Four. I'm gonna say my top four right now are Shangela, Aja, Trixie, and I want to say BB. Yeah. Damn. Although, like, okay. I feel like Trixie's not gonna make it that far. <laughs> like, I love her, but I, I feel like she's like I don't know, a tiny fish. <laughs> That's true. Okay, for me, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna say Morgan is gonna make it to top four, Ooh, which okay. is like, if you see the episode, you're gonna be like, oh, really? I feel like I okay. I don't wanna fucking spoil it but morgan is gonna fucking i don't know i just hope that she kills it that's all i'm gonna say 
Yeah. But, okay, so Morgan, Shangela. I'm going to say Aja. I feel like she's going to be the dark horse of the fucking season. Yeah. And I, I don't think BB's going to make it. I'm going to be real. I feel uh-huh. like it's going to be... Fuck. I feel like Ben is going to be a target. Mm-hmm. Because... But... Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to say Ben. Fuck. But I kind of want to say Ben. I just feel like... Ben is like... She, uh, they, she makes really good looks. But the only thing with Ben... The problem is mm. that she is very good at the look that she does, but mm. I feel like she definitely doesn't expand it. She and doesn't. if she has the if she has the capacity to do that with like her makeup skills and like her sewing skills and like her acting skills, I think she could definitely make it to the top four. But I think I will only say that she'll make it to the top four if she is able to push herself out of this like pinup girl look that she always has. Mm-hmm. That's my. Those are my top four. Ah, I'm so excited for this. I hope they bring <laughs> Ariana Grande back as a guest judge. <laughs> That's honestly what I want. <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens as a fucking guest was like weird. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know her. My friend was like High School Musical, duh, and I was like, what? you didn't know who she was. I didn't. I mean, I've heard of her obviously, but I was just like, why is she famous again? Like, I couldn't remember that. Oh my god. <laughs> um. <laughs> Kimchi tweeted. <laughs> she like quoted her. <laughs> yeah, like Straight girls. Girl. Oh my god, I'm like so into voguing right now. Because <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens acts, does kind of act like a random straight girl. Like, I don't know, I feel like they don't really mention who Vanessa Hudgens is. Yeah, they just say just it's like, Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens. Hudgens. <laughs> and then like people are like, what? <laughs> like, so, I hope they bring Ari. Just, it's kind of random. Ari. Yeah, I mean, our pupusa queen. <laughs> fucking. <Our> queen. <laughs> <laughs> it was an amazing first episode. Yes, it, like, really shook out, me. Y'all. The ending is gonna fuck you up. Because <laughs> yeah. it fucked me up. <laughs> it's so twisted. <laughs> Yo, dude, I've been shook. Can you, like, me puedes decir? So my yes. shookness of this fucking first step is, like, I can calm down. I got you. <laughs> goes all asmr right now for this bendicion i feel like i am i'm gonna talk about me for a bit (laughs) Uh, (laughs) no um i'm feeling really good right now i feel like my mental health after like a couple of weeks after tps and everything else like has like improved a lot and i'm feeling a lot better now and so i feel like i'm feeling way worse I'm sorry. <laughs> but, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, like, not to down is, on your. No, 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 absolutely not. What I really want to say is like, just, just fucking do it. Like, just feel really get into the things that you're really into. So, like, every day I've been watching so much Naruto and just like really going in on like memes and like dumb stuff, just because like it makes me feel so good and living my best version of my life. So, like talking with sandra a lot more about the pod and like having things in store for it and just like really like venturing out deeper into like my own interests and so i know this is like very similar to things i've said in the past but like just do it do it for like a few minutes of your day and like there's so many memes out there of like sitting at home versus me like actually like doing things i want to do and it's just like just do the things you've been putting off for a while actually put yourself out there go to a drag show support your local artists just like actually try to experience life for what it is and just 
I don't mm-hmm. know, put that energy that you're putting into like all these other things that are low key hurting you into things that you love and are gonna only get better for you and just make you feel like rejuvenated like i'm nearing the Mm -hmm. end of my fucking anime right now and i'm feeling sad about that but i'm also like yo i made it (laughs) ending an anime is honestly really sad it is it's a chapter of my life that's honestly what i can it it it. is it is oh my god okay Speaking of something positive that you can invest your time in for the better, greater good is uh, we put out a survey for Mm -hmm. our listeners. Basically, you want to know who you are, the kind of demographics and all that kind of stuff, but also suggestions for the show, what formats you like, what you hate. I don't know how often you listen to podcasts, things like that. And we just want to know more about who listens to us. And we want to make this podcast a lot better, not Mm -hmm. only like technically with uh, less uh, background music and <laughs> without Sam's mom uh, making pupusas in the back. I mean, maybe we should keep your mom making pupusas <laughs> in the background. I mean, <laughs> I, why I not? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have no I choice. Can, I can make the pupusas on and on. <laughs> from here but on out. That's no. something that <laughs> I wanted to announce that I forgot to do at the beginning of the episode. Oops. No, but yes, definitely do that. We want this to be as much of an interactive process as possible. So we want to hear back from the people who are actually listening. We want to know who the fuck y'all are, first off. Yeah, we, we want to know who, who's listening <laughs> and then why <laughs> y'all are listening. <laughs> the same person, mm-hmm. like me, <laughs> me listening. <laughs> Taking the multiple survey times. constantly. Yeah. Different IP addresses. Uh, But yes, we want to know who y'all are. We want to know what y'all like, what y'all want to see, what y'all, I don't know, fucking do. (laughs) Like, what are y'all about? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, how do you want to talk to us? Yeah. And then we'll know how to better (laughs) respond and be more interactive with y'all and, like, hopefully just build from there. I think we're definitely trying to make this a lot more community oriented and we want to know what y'all want to talk about. So hit us up. Do that fucking survey. It takes you can take a shit and do it. Like <laughs> it's not yeah, gonna take that long. <laughs> There's a comment section. If you if you do this while taking a shit, can you please put that in the comment section? <laughs> I just would love to know who does it when they're taking a shit. <laughs> and then leave your handle so I can uh, send you a, a heart and. Uh, a follow. I don't know. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and a follow. I don't know. <laughs> a shout out on one of our posts. Like, here are all the people who yeah. <laughs> took a shit <laughs> but completed the survey. If they can do it, you can too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yes. But thank y'all for tuning in. Hope y'all enjoyed a bit of a lesson on queer history and RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yes. Good night. Mm, bye. <laughs> bye.